when you see other designers, uh, uh, you have to know that they only show like the tip of the iceberg or everything that they do. And me as well, I've been showing like what I post is like the thing I'm like most proud of, but I've done a lot of things that I uh, I think is good, but it's not, maybe I should post it, but I feel like maybe it's not good enough or what's people going to say. And yeah, it's all, it's always there. But uh, like I said, you see so much and you should just post it. Welcome to Ways Into Practice, a podcast series where we explore the various paths into the field of design. My name is Lynn, and along with my colleague Christopher, we are so excited to be your hosts for this podcast. We are both currently interning at the Oslo-based design studio Bjelken Young, and are excited to share our conversations and insights with you. Throughout this series, we'll be speaking with six different designers about their unique experiences and the lessons that they've learned along the way. Whether you're a student just starting out or a seasoned pro looking for inspiration, we hope this podcast will serve as a valuable resource for anyone looking to navigate the constantly changing landscape of creative practice. So let's get into the episode. Hi, Evan. Hello. Welcome to Ways Into Practice. Thank you. We're very excited to have you here. I'm excited as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Short wow. intro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my name is uh, is Evan, um, and I'm a graphic designer living in Oslo. I studied in Trondheim 2010 to until 2012 um, at the Norges Kreative Fagskole. So uh, I don't have a bachelor's, uh, bachelor's degree, but um, I got a diploma for two years, after two years, yeah. And um, yeah, I've been working as a graphic designer for the past, for the last uh, 10 years now, I guess. Yeah. Nice. You said that you don't have a bachelor's degree, but you do have a diploma. Yeah. So you don't need a bachelor's degree to become a designer, right? You don't need it. That's right. So how did you get into the things that you've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, after I got my my diploma, I uh, started looking for jobs here in Oslo because I'm from a town. Yeah. Drummond, 30 minutes away, and I want to work here in Oslo because here's here's the the best jobs for graphic design. Uh, and uh, I um, I got a list from my from my girlfriend with the different kind of uh, studios and um, where I could where I could uh, send my resume on on CV. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I uh, after after I got my d- d- diploma, I, I made a, my own like. I think I had a, a small web page. Uh, there were there wasn't that much like Instagram at that time, so I I used my web page and sent it around. Um, and uh, yeah, in in the, at first I didn't get I, nobody would like answer me back. I think I sent like maybe like thirty mails or something like that. Uh, but um, and after that there was uh, one place that that uh, responded to me. Um, uh, a place called Metric, Metric Studio. Uh, so yeah, that was my first job as a intern at Metric Studio. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. What kind of things did you do there? So uh, they did a lot of cultural, uh, uh, like music, uh, festivals and restaurants and a lot of like stuff like that. So uh, it was cool to see that you could uh, work as a graphic designer in those kind of fields, like mm-hmm. like music, 
because that was uh, something that I didn't know you can like you can work as a graphic designer in those kinds of areas mm-hmm. yeah because I'm always been a fan of like listening to music and yeah and uh, places where people meet and we can be like a part of that so yeah, uh, yeah that was a really really good place to start my my career I guess because after that you've been working quite a lot in the music scene right yeah was that kind of your introduction yeah we uh, metric uh, and um, and those guys were working with the Oya festival um, and um, when uh, and also Maltong when that was uh, first uh, here in Oslo mm-hmm. um, so yeah I was like watching all the shoulders how they work with posters and and um, yeah brochures for the for the festivals and stuff like that and I also did, did some some music work as well for them so um, yeah but only as an intern at the start and after uh, I guess like half a year I I gradually uh, got paid yeah For some of the work I did. Mm-hmm. Pay your interns. Yeah. <laughs> It's important. <laughs> no, but and after that, is that when you started HES? Uh, no, I I, I, uh, um, I started at uh, Scandinavian Design Group um, <laughs> in, uh, oh, I can't remember the years, but uh, I think it was around 2015, 16 maybe, um, which is a much bigger studio. I think there was... Probably Norris biggest at the time, uh, and there is many many designers here in Oslo that has been working at SDG. So there, yeah, I think it was like 50 people or something when I worked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, it was a whole uh, another kind of area, but uh, a lot of um, business um, clients and uh, and. Yeah, uh, like Rema Thusen, Max Bo, uh, Henning Olsen, uh, and, and a lot of like products for the yeah retails or like yeah uh, Kiwi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that your first time working with like kind of a big clients? Yeah, definitely, and working in in much bigger teams and uh, yeah, so that was. Uh, It was a whole nother game. You have to like um, be in big meetings with big clients, uh, mm-hmm. and you have uh, project managers and a much more bigger team. And um, but it, it was definitely a learning for me to um, be a part of that because I learned like how to uh, make uh, presentations, how to like psychologically build up a presentation for a bigger client. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so I learned, learned so much when I was there. So Scandinavian Design Group is quite a big firm. And you started your own studio uh, later, which mm. we'll get into. But I just wanted to ask you, what is your biggest takeaway from working at like a big design firm compared to your own studio that you kind of, where you have control over everything? Yeah, so um, I think, I, like I said, what I learned from SDG, the where you like handle big clients um, and use that same kind of um, progression or or uh, how you manage it in uh, in cultural work. I think that is a, that is a, something I 
really, really learned from STG uh, that I can, uh, because in when I worked at Metric, we had, we had uh, I was like working with cultural clients as well, but uh, I guess they were a little bit smaller. And um, but when I worked at STG, uh, I learned how to like the process, how to make concepts, how to do all of that kind of stuff. And and now I'm, I'm working with a lot of cultural clients and there's a, I learned that I can use what I learned from SDG over or, and take it or into cultural and music clients and build up presentations and um, yeah, work at yeah, same same kind of way. Was it a big shift like for you going from a job that you know will pay to job that you have to get your own money like hunt your own money hustle yeah, definitely I, I was really afraid at that time because i um i think i've always been working with music and 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 cultural clients on like on the side and after daily hours uh so uh um i wasn't i wasn't um I didn't need to make so much money off of it, but uh, when I when I started my own my own company and and uh, also and also known as company, uh, I was like, okay, is this gonna work? How can I uh, make money off of like doing cultural stuff? Um, but um, I was lucky because when I worked at uh, Metric, I met uh, the one guy I work in with at the at the, um, also known as uh, his name is Mike. Uh, this is back in 2013, uh, and, and uh, they had a um, they had a, a project uh, for for Carpe Carpe Diem, uh, a book called Dirtied, and um, this was this was a book about their two last uh, years on the road. And yeah, uh, Mike was uh, going to take he he followed them as a photographer, and um, so he came in, uh, and the book had a lot of pictures. So we we were like working with both Carpe and and uh, Mike uh, on the book, and uh, that is when I when I met him, I was like, okay, uh, maybe there's something. He works. He works with with artists and makes money. Uh, so it's yeah. That's I guess that's where it started the whole also known as thing. So uh, and after after that we had like we do we did projects on the side for different artists, uh, Arif and uh, yeah Astrid S stuff like that. But we only do it. We did it like after after my daily job. Yeah. When was the idea for also known as born, and how long did it take before you actually started? <laughs> Yeah, so the idea started, uh, I don't know, like maybe a year after I first met uh, Mike, uh-huh. uh, and we uh, we made a little office in his basement, and and yeah, we're just playing around with different kinds of yeah. We took, we have a little studio there, like <laughs> a photo studio, um, and yeah, maybe that was when it's like started, uh, and. Um, but uh, after I worked at Scandinavian Design Group, I there was a job. Uh, I I got offered a job at uh, something called HES, which is um, a PR and and management for artists and festivals around mm-hmm. in Norway. And they um, so there was a, a graphic design. Uh, I worked as a graphic designer there for one and a half year, maybe. Uh, and this was a fifty percent position, so uh, it was a good way to like. Worked fifty percent there, and the rest uh, at also known as. And then we we got a, an 
own office and yeah we got like a little bit more real at that time do you like working as mainly a designer doing all kinds of jobs or was the pr part more like um in the advertising ish industry because because yeah. that's that's his yeah yes, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's sort of more PR advertise uh, related. Yeah, what, it was. What, what was most fun? So the most fun was that I got to redesign the the festivals. I guess like uh, they had a lot a lot of local festivals around in Norway, uh, and I got to like help them uh, brand the the festivals. But there is also a lot of work making ads, like you said, and 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 uh, banners for Facebook and Instagram, and ninety six percent of the tickets are not sold and stuff like that. Do you feel like it's more of a just a lot of smaller jobs that makes a big picture when you're working with the in the advertisement industry? If you get if you know what I'm saying. Like you, you have a lot of tiny jobs doing doing a lot of stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Instead of one big project. Yeah. Like you would in STD. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because there was I uh, worked with seven different or six or seven different festivals, at a fifty percent position. So yeah, there was a lot of small jobs, and and also did some work for the artists there. But it's very fun. But uh, yeah, that's that's a really, um, that's two different things. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like. SDG, that's more process research and maybe it's also good with the advertisement industry that you get to know how to work fast and do do a lot of things at once. Yeah, definitely. A lot of pressure yeah. and uh, short deadlines. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, uh, I know as a student myself, I know that a lot of other students, they complain about, oh, uh, it's so much to do for this one project. And mm-hmm. We have one month for one project. Yeah. And I know in other, because we have um, some students at school now from other countries, they're used to having six projects at once. Oh, yeah. So them coming here, they're like, okay, is this all? Mm. And the students that are uh, studying in Norway, they're more like, uh, can we have less to do? Yeah. So I, I think that's a good thing for new designers to just do a lot of things at once to put more pressure on your, on yourself. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I learned so much when I was there as well because I have to... Um, I did I did things that I didn't know how to before, uh, like uh, After Effects and uh, edit movies and stuff like that. Um, so I was like... And it was only me, so I got pushed to like learn new things at the HES as well. But um, yeah, that's also maybe something that, um, from my perspective, that maybe young designers should also get more into. Just saying yes if someone asks you, "Can you do this?" Just say yes. And yeah, just yeah. Try to learn how to do it. Yeah, definitely. And and at also known as we have we have never said no. Like maybe now, but when we started, we never said no. So there was so much. Uh, project that we said yes to that we didn't know how to uh, how to start because it was like maybe it was 3D maybe it was like movies and stuff like that but now we we have learned so much more let's talk a little bit about also known as yeah because <laughs> you're quite a small team yeah but it's a multidisciplinary multi how do you say that word dimensional 360 <laughs> yeah multidisciplinary studio yeah that's would you right. say that yeah yeah 
I would say that. Yeah. So there's you, the designer, Mike, the photographer. Yeah. And then you have two more two, people? Yeah, two um, movie directors, um, Thomas and Martin. Yeah. So we are four people. So how is it working multidisciplinary? Like, is it, do you feel like it's very different from working with like an actual, like only design team? Yeah. Is there like a big difference? Is there a difference in like the process and how people think and their approach mm -hmm. to a project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it, it, it is a relief because uh, I, when I was working at Skaven Design Group, I every time we needed a photographer or someone doing movies, mm -hmm. uh, we always had to go outside uh, or like... Uh, book someone else who could do it and I was like always keen to be in the process uh, if there was movies or photography and stuff like that but um, so uh, I guess now what also known as I think it's a, it's a result of that we want to do a lot of things and, and deliver a lot of things and could say yes to a lot of things but with a small team um, mm -hmm. and also also for the for the um, on our take on, pro on projects, uh, it's cool to not just have only graphic designers or only movie directors. Mm -hmm. uh, if we get a if we get a movie uh, or like, so uh, I always it's it's cool to work with uh, uh, if there is a design uh, project. Uh, I always ask the others. What do you feel? Because it's cool to like get a director on it or a photographer, and yeah. like everyone has to say when we're working on a project. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Mm. You also do a lot of like cool collaborations with like clients. Do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about like your top three collaborations? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know, but I think it's important to to like build your own brand as well as you're helping others. Uh, so if there is, a, we get a project that we like really believe uh, could be a, a cool project. We always ask if, or, or always try to push the like the creative envelope and, and like um, do something with their product and maybe also known as could be like a part of it and we can make something together um, instead of like, that only we do something and then we deliver it and it just it's finished yeah, yeah. so and we have been working with uh, some artists uh, with a lot of merch and clothes and stuff like that so uh, uh, that 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 is what we did like in the early when we were working with Arif and and in back in 2013 14 stuff like that but uh, it's cool to still do it for bigger clients uh, now so so for a top Pro, like top projects, I would say the the uh, we did a project for uh, Red Bull uh, in 2018, mm -hmm. um, where um, they had four new sodas uh, on the market uh, with with the four different yeah four different colors, and they wanted us to they asked us if um, we could do something with it like. And maybe they 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 just wanted a movie or uh, like a photo session or uh, and something like that. Mm -hmm. But we we uh, like we really pushed another idea that was we wanted to make um, um, like a um, streetwear uh, capsule uh, of it uh, that we and we took all the colors and put it into 
combination with the clothes. So we made the soda set four different colors and we made uh, shoes, uh, t-shirts and um, uh, sweaters um, with the... All of the products had like those colors in it. Mm-hmm. And we made a pop-up store and we... we we were at uh, in uh, Portugal making all the clothes. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. So it's really nice, and uh, yeah, we're working with uh, a team, uh, some some uh, some clothing designers uh, from uh, three brothers from a place called FM. They were there's like they're so much better than us on making like custom clothing. Mm-hmm. So and um, yeah, it, it was really cool. And uh, none of the it was really important for us that, that none of the products had uh red bull on it it was like um it was if it, it was for the we wanted to to reach out to the like urban culture and young people and mm-hmm. uh, so um it wasn't like a pushy uh campaign from red bull uh it was pretty unique and like yeah, I guess, uh, and people bought it as a as a streetwear. Uh, and yeah, yeah, because it was quite successful, right? Yeah, it was. I, I think even one of my best friends, she bought like the shoes and the, <laughs> like half sip sweater. Yeah, nice. Um, how long was the pop up? Because there were people there. I feel like it was like full all the time. Yeah, uh, I think it was two weeks uh, or something like that, uh, and we had it at the the FM uh, store. Um, where we build a, a basketball court and uh, yeah, like racks and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we was there for two weeks and I think everything sold out. So yeah, that was really really fun for us. And, I can um, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, thank you to Red Bull. Did, did you have a very definite brief, or was it like we we want to have a campaign and you can do whatever you want? Like we trust your creative direction. <laughs> uh, I think we we had a lot of meetings uh, because it it keeps it keep kept getting more expensive for them. I don't know. I, I think they're like they saw the the end game of it. So yeah. yeah. So would you say that they were willing to take a risk? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And and that's uh, something that I like. Kudos to those guys yeah. for doing it. Because that is something that you really value at archives to like challenge and push and I don't know, but I think it's cool. And it's, it's, it is important to just go outside of your comfort zone. I think. Yeah, definitely. And the thing I think is like the most cool with it is the way we've been working with music artists and uh, smaller cultural clients, uh, like making Mm -hmm. merch and doing photography, music videos and stuff like that that the some of the more commercial clients see that okay that's a cool way to communicate and that also gets us like higher budgets and but we can work at the same way but with more commercial clients like uh, Red Bull and yeah. Yeah, Poston and stuff like that. You want to mention any other projects <laughs> <laughs> or should we keep going? Uh, yeah, I can mention, we did a, a project with the, like I said, Poston, uh, that was with, the, um, um, during COVID, right? Yeah, that was during COVID. Yeah. yeah. And we did it with Pool, which is, which is an advertising ag- agency here in Oslo. Uh, they have, uh, Poston as clients. Poston is like the Norwegian mail service. Uh, that sounds so bland. Yeah. The Norwegian <laughs> mail service. <laughs> right. Uh, and Posten, they are every year they are sponsoring different festivals. And this year it was it was 2019, I think. Yeah, like COVID year. 
so um, 2020 was it. So all the festivals was shut down and they wanted to do something. How can Posten use like their their um, sponsoring budget on and, and something? And so uh, we got the idea uh, with the from from Pool. The idea was um, that we together with uh, an um, an artist uh, Maserati, which paint paintings, yeah, uh, and uh, so the idea was that he's gonna make uh, unique uh, merch for five different artists here in, in Oslo, and um, and so we 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 filmed the whole like process uh, with the, the the different artists meeting with Maserati and uh, what do they want on their T-shirt and stuff like that, um, and. When it dropped, the, all the clothing dropped. They had like each each artist had their own uh, drop date for the for the clothing. Um, so we were and in with the pool also making like the the ID for the for the drop and um, the tags on the clothes, uh, uh, all of that. And um, so and, and when each artist dropped their clothes, uh, they immediately like. Uh, sold out, and all the profits from the from the clothing goes back to the artist. So it was really like it was a good product uh, project that that year, mm-hmm. I guess. What was your or also known as this role in that project? Was it like art direction or? Yeah, so uh, we did uh, definitely like art direction and. Um, all the photography uh, and all the movies and um, the like identity for the whole for the whole thing like okay, tags, nice. the clothing and uh, design at the package that was sent and uh, the web page uh, uh, so it had like a, yeah you could you could recognize it all over mm-hmm. that we did it yeah that's fun to have like a big project like that where you do like everything, all the parts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I remember meeting with Posten as well. They were like, they were so they were so hyped about the project when we show like dummy sketches and stuff like that. So, but yeah, so that was really really fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Any other projects? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, uh, we've been we've been working with Carpe for the past ten years, and I will would say that uh, every time they have a new project, it's mm-hmm. like the most fun working on. So uh, uh, they are so conceptual, and each time there is like a new story that will be built, and they have a huge team with um, like stage managing and. Uh, music producers, um, stylists, and there is uh, I, Mike and me have been working with the, like the, the from the start on the conceptual stuff. Uh, every time they drop a new project, mm-hmm. um, so from High San Montebello to Sus Plus Sus Pussy, and uh, now Umar Sharif, the last project, um, and that has been like amazing. Yeah. And, Every time it all always ends in a like a huge concert or a movie or a book or something like that. So, yeah, that's really. I think uh, when I'm when I'm standing here and listening to them, it's like oh, it's so worth everything. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's for 
for so many people having a good time uh, standing there in the merch and buying like buying the merch buying the all of this so yeah that was people really... are crazy for the merch <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no but it must be so fun to you said that you've been working for them for the last 10 years mm-hmm. which means that you probably know them quite well yeah i would say that i feel like that maybe opens doors for you to like yeah <laughs> do like stuff that you wouldn't do with someone that you just started working with maybe or yeah definitely it's it's like you have to each of us like trust the process and mm-hmm. i guess i i've been taking i, I don't think that i was used to taking um, like the design process taking maybe so much time but uh uh and we have so many rounds when working those with those guys and mm-hmm. So that's that's um, it's been really fun. But uh, I, I remember back in like when I started working, there was like up at night and fixing stuff and and it was like last minute deadlines and yeah. But it's it's worth it all of it. And it, like you said, it's opened so much doors for us. Do you feel like the how, how much does the processes differ from one each other uh, when it comes to Carpe versus working with um, uh, Posten, for example, as yeah. uh, when you start, is Karpe more like uh, we know this is gonna get good, and it's more brainstorm. I feel like those guys are more brainstormy. Oh yeah, you just so much. Throw a lot of things on the table, and you have to um, research a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and then maybe Posten is more like a customer who who says, "You guys do you, we mm-hmm. trust you." Mm-hmm. Is, do they differ a lot? Those those two. Uh... Like I, I I try always to have the same process. Like uh, okay, this is the first sketch meeting, and this is the second sketch meeting. But when I working like with a postman, it was like it's a pretty like straightforward things. But with Carpe, it's like <laughs> you did the first sketch, and I was like, okay, cool, and. Everyone's like agree until like five days before almost, and like oh my god, we're gonna change everything because we have a new idea or something like that. So it really like is is more like a bouncing back and forth much more, uh, which is sometimes like frustrating, but uh, it's always for the better. I guess it's like uh, oh, oh, I'm so glad that we changed it. Yeah. Usually it's like if you work with a project for long, you're always gonna get a better result, and also if you. Uh, research and have more iterations on the project, you're always going to get a better result. And I think that uh, working with create other creative people, mm-hmm. if it's music, if it's uh, art, if it's graphic design, whatever, I feel like it's always going to be like that. Mm. Like more, uh, more opinions rather than working with someone who's more commercialized, like yeah, yeah. Boston, for example. Mm-hmm. Because they're not designers and they're not, uh, most of them are not um, doing art or anything like yeah. that. So, so they're they're going to be like, okay, we, tr- we trust you guys. Mm. And with the cut it by, they have more meaning, meanings on everything. Yeah, yeah. and that, that goes for almost all artists because there it's, it's so uh, personal for them. It's like their brand is themselves. So, uh, um, uh, and they're creative people 
uh, as well. So, and some of them are like, I know best because I'm creative and I know best because I'm the artist. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's much more harder working with, with artists, uh, I guess. Um, but, um, I, I feel like you, you get a better result yeah. because of that, but because you have more brains and more heads thinking of the same thing and also from different backgrounds because an artist's background is a lot different from a graphic design background yeah. or a, or a, a photo, photographic uh, background. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we get different results, but I also think that uh, it's much more easier to get the work out there because they are popular from the start. And when you're working on a campaign or stuff like that, you have to like... Uh, yeah, do it from the scratch, but the the artists they have a following from before. So um, yeah, and uh, but I think it's it's uh, you have to like push the the conceptual thinking with artists. That's that's a thing that Karpa has been really good on, I guess. So um, and it's it's like uh, they have like this. Uh, <laughs> Um, universe that goes over like two to three years like that and that when when those concepts make sense like uh, something that happens at the end of the universe uh, was it was hinted in the start and stuff like that yeah that's really 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 cool it's sort of like reading a good book yes sir <laughs> <laughs> no but I feel like um, in a design process something that makes it more fun is that it, it is not straightforward mm-hmm because then there's room for like new ideas and uh, other opinions, which I think is really important. Because mm-hmm. I mean, designing something by yourself and with no opinions, and designing with someone else, I feel like that is like two very different yeah, things. I hate working like totally on myself, <laughs> just uh, on myself. But uh, uh, we are—I'm the only graphic designer at also known as now. But I never like. I never feel alone when I'm working on something. There's like always some people checking out or giving some opinions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I would definitely like recommend working with other creative people. It doesn't have to be designers if you're a graphic designer, but like people who knows something else than you know or are b- better at something that you don't know anything about. Yeah. Things can always be like tweaked more yeah. or like further developed or... I don't know. You can just keep going. There's, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's never never really an end to a project. Oh no. Unless there's, there's the deadline. Yeah. That had been driving me crazy for like when I started. It's like, okay, how is this gonna end? It's like uh yeah, is it finished now? I don't know. But um when you have someone else there and you also have a deadline, that's that's pretty important. You have to make deadlines for yourself. But yeah. um not not the client the deadline, but for yourself. So at also known as you've not only been collaborating with clients, but you've also been collaborating with people that help you do work like 3D stuff, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you said that in your time, what, t- 10 years ago? Yeah. That you only had like your website mm-hmm. portfolio and no Instagram, but now Instagram is much bigger. Or yeah. Like it's more easily accessed, I feel like. And you can find more people. You've been working with a lot of young people that people that are still in school and stuff that is like through Insta DM, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, I think all the guys that also know us have been working with different 
kind of is or if it's like photographers or 3D uh, people uh, really good at 3D and they are not not having a bachelor's degree or a diploma but just push their work out on on social media and Instagram and it's easy like accessible for us to bring people like that in so uh, and there's I guess there are uh, just as good as people working in the industry for a couple of years. Maybe they're like not that uh, used to the like clients and stuff like that, but the talent is there, definitely. I feel like Instagram really opens or it makes it so much easier to show your mm-hmm. work. And also we talked about that it, it's important to not be afraid to show your work. No. There's always someone that's going to like it and there's always someone that's going to dislike mm-hmm. it. But like, do you have any tips on how to get, like, if you're young or if you're old mm-hmm. and you want to work within this field, mm-hmm. what is like your tips to get out there and, and get in touch with people, like the right people? Mm, I I think it's, uh, you have to, you have to really just push your things out there. And if you're afraid that it goes from like your own profile, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, your, your personal profile, you could make like a, avatar or something like that like a second because a lot of the people we were working there is like they don't have a, their own name like they call themselves something else uh, like artist name and yeah. stuff like that you also could get like there's so much stuff on instagram and you can feel that you are not good enough because you see you were like bombarded with all of this identity all this uh, like different uh, work from all over the world and there's all of the all of the things you see is like pushed up in the feed uh so uh um yeah it's, it's uh, instagram isn't always the best as well because you maybe you feel bad because there's like so much out there and there's like these millions of people pushing the pushing everything yeah do you feel like when you're looking at um people to work with do you feel like it's really important for the projects that are out there to be really finished and and refined Oh, I, I'm always interested in the process every time. It's like a lot of our projects as well. We have been like, we film the process uh, and uh, use like the Poston job or like the Red Bull job. We film the whole process. So that's a part of the campaign. And I'm only, always like, it's so much more interest in the process on how things, uh, how people are making things than the f- uh, finished results. And it also shows a lot about the talent, how you work on it. And instead of like the finished project, uh, the fin- finished product, because uh, yeah. And everyone, like all uh, the studios and people working with graphic design, that is what they do. They make things uh, look beautiful. So uh, they always like, it's it's like the top top shiny top top best things that they show, but uh, definitely much more interested in in the process. Yeah, because I I feel like that's sort of an issue now, um, based on my own experience that uh, you're afraid to put things out because everything, every studio and every freelancer um, puts out is really perfect it's uh it's animated yeah. if it's a logo if it's an identity you have 40 mock-ups <laughs> that looks really good yeah uh and you're here okay i'm gonna post this logo that i made uh, from a brief i found online that's mm-hmm. probably been done a hundred times before mm. and i think it shouldn't be that much of a barrier to post things that 
still are in progress mm-hmm. to get feedback early. Yeah. And uh, that's that's been an issue for me mm-hmm. posting things that yeah, are not finished. I understand. Yeah, it, it was for me as well when I look at other like designers and studios and stuff like that. So uh, you have to look at when you see other designers. Uh, uh, you have to know that they only show like the tip of the iceberg of everything that they do. And me as well, I've been showing like what I post is like the thing I'm like most proud of, but I've done a lot of things that I uh, I think is good, but it's not, maybe I should post it, but I feel like maybe it's not good enough or what's people going to say. And yeah, it's all, it's always there. But uh, like I said, you see so much and you should just post it. And eventually you get like dedicated and good at one thing or you find like your, your area. So we've been talking about a lot of different interesting topics and lots of stuff. So just before we end here, I want to ask you about also known as the name, first of all, and a little bit about the idea behind it. Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, I always wanted to, because I'm a fan of like music and clothing and different kind of like important lifestyle things for me uh, I wanted to have different kinds of ways into the brand uh, and we can always put like something behind the also known as name so also known as uh, studio also known as clothing mm-hmm. uh, I started something called also known as radio which Ooh. is uh, uh, it's it's like a mix series on SoundCloud for Norwegian producers and DJs that can like make their own mix. Uh, so I wanted to uh, be, it's not like it didn't want to be everything, but I wanted to like put a lot of things after it. So, and, and if we have a collaboration, we can put the clients or the pro, uh, the, the the people working uh, with us on it, uh, on the last name, like the also known as Red Bull uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think um, that's like a little bit about the idea behind it. Yeah. How did you like land on the name? Like, how did you choose it? Were there other options, or was that just we're gonna we're gonna call it also known as finished? Um, maybe it wasn't when I met Mike. He he had like this name called Akam. Uh, it's like also known Akam as Thirteen. Ma- Akam Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe there is something there that we like like evolved from that. Mm. But uh, now we are, we are. It's not just him. Like we are four people, and all, all of us work are working on that name. But uh, yeah, maybe it started a little bit there, because uh, and there, there's all we wanted to like have a English name because it was like when we started, like oh, we're gonna be. There's no barriers. Stars. It's gonna be national. It's gonna be uh, no barriers for like world domination. No, yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. I th- so we, and in the start, it's like, we all, all have always been writing in uh, English. Um, so like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was like this fake it, you make it uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> About the English. Do you think it's important to do things in English and like be internationally available? I think it depends what kind of area you want to work in mm. uh i want if if there is artists or different kind of clients uh in other places other countries visiting our profile i want to like it, we should be approachable for those guys uh, yeah. but uh i don't know um 
it's it, that will always be important for us. But uh, it depends on what you're working on. Thank you for Thank you. coming. It was really nice. It was really nice. And that concludes another episode of Ways Into Practice. We hope that you found this conversation insightful and that it has given you a better understanding of the many different paths that one can take to get into the field of design. And remember that every designer's journey is unique and there's no one right way to get started. Also, we want to thank you for tuning in and we'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Ways Into Practice for more updates and don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.